I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I wrote the news today in a 10 outside the midway rides, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Liverpool beat Spurs. West Ham were much better. And Pete saw Newcastle lose. Away we go. All right. We're back and better than ever, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we'll see how we go. Yeah. Okay. I'm Newcastle for myself again. Lose, that is the main thing. Yes. Yeah, we'll come on to that much later, of course. There's tons of Premier League action <laughs> to trawl our way through before then. It's a smorgasbord. It, it really is. There was there was a lot to choose from. But we'll start with uh, Tottenham Hotspur losing at Wembley to Liverpool. And Firmino, Roberto Firmino, losing an eye. Mm. It was a bit of an alga, eye gouge. I gouge. thought... I thought it's not, an illegal move, Luke. Not enough. <laughs> well, it's accidental. Not enough has been made of exactly how horrific that was. Yeah. Mm. The some we're used to seeing players getting flicked in the face, and obviously mm. getting flicked in the eyes, painful and stuff. If you look, have you seen the stills image? Oh, of awful. It? it. I mean, Vertonghen's. It was Vertonghen, wasn't it? I think so. Or whoever it was, their finger is up to the knuckle <laughs> of Firmino's <laughs> eye. <laughs> I mean, it's horrendous. Oh God! If it's one sort of curl of the finger to make a sort of rudimentary claw. And you're popping the eyeball out. That's it's any given Sunday. Psychopathic stuff. behavior, that. Yeah. No, it's, mm. it's, 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 oh, I know it's accidental, yeah. but it's mm. it's accidentally psychopathic. Subconscious psychopathic. His eyeball is pregnant now. Yeah. Yes. yes. It could well be. He's going to have a lot of baby uh, retina. <laughs> <laughs> what if his hand is evil? 
Could be. It's like a Twilight Zone thing. We're only just seeing the true horrors of it now. Chop it off then, Jim. Yeah. Mm. Uh, But it was a good win for Klopp's clan. It was handball. Eyeball. Handball. (laughs) Uh, It was a good win and and Liverpool were very, very good. And if you you were going to say that you know, this would be a real test of, of Liverpool's credentials, as I think you're probably going to suggest, Marcus. Might do. Um, <laughs> I would say, obviously, they passed it because had Spurs scored um, a last-minute sort of penalty, which they had a claim for... Which they probably should have got. I'm going to stick my neck... They, they probably should have done. I'm going to stick my neck ahead. It. No, I'm going to say it would have been the most undeserved point in mm. Premier League history. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a few examples. That but uh... no, you know what I mean? Though? Liverpool were amazing. They, they were, were really, really good. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, the worry for them is um, obviously they didn't uh, they didn't concede that penalty, but that was the, it was very much luck in that. And this is the they're the points Liverpool were dropping last season, yeah. and they didn't drop a point here because of a bit of the rub of the greens. It was, so they, it was they a nervy. Be a, they should have had about five or six goals. They really should. It was have, a yeah. nervy last couple of minutes, so they should have been well at, well out of sight by that point. Yeah, definitely. It's unlike them not to finish off those kind of chances so mm. I think Klopp he was right to praise his side and say this is our best performance of the season mm. and again the amount of goals that the front three in particular have got in them you'd think this is an anomaly they, you shouldn't worry yeah. about it too much of course if it carries on then then you have to Klopp, address it Klopp they said were, to, Klopp, Klopp said sorry Luke that's uh, alright Klopp said, Klopp said at the time <laughs> Klopp yeah. Uh, he said uh, I would love to say it's the first time in my life I've been in a situation like that but it happens so often my wife hates it Right. I don't know what so you mean. He could that. be talking about anything. Really, yeah. The eyeball. I think he was talking the about the, the conceding a goal in the 93rd minute. I think that was very much the uh, situation. Yeah. Right. I don't know why his wife's particularly annoyed why about she that. Well, because she supports his career. Okay. But well, Liverpool, Liverpool were sort of uncharacteristically, um, their decision making in the final mm. third was regularly quite poor. But do you think that's because they were surprised they got themselves in those chances against well, Spurs? The takeaway, I mean, there's a few takeaways from Spurs' point of view, which I observed watching the game. One is that when I saw the team line up again, I thought, okay, depending on the shape they play there, that looks a bit better than the Watford team. But again, it looked like Dembele was at the base of midfield mm. on largely on his own because Winks has been out of football mm. for so long and, and Dyer had an absolute nightmare, by the way. I mean, mm. it looked like a, a standard way too big for him, which was worrying to watch because I quite like Dyer. Dembele's more of a shuttler, isn't he? He's not that guy who sits at the back of the midfield, uh, back of the midfield in front of the defence to protect. He couldn't do it. And then what happened was every time Spurs lost the ball, which was all the time, mm. um, Rose and Trippier were way up, high up, and they couldn't get back, and the, and the, and the spaces that mm. Liverpool had, who were probably the be- one of the best teams in the world at exploiting that sort of space, it, it was suicidal over and over again. Yeah, but that's the thing, though. If you if you press, so the so the the base of that Spurs midfield looks weak, is what you you were saying and, and have said recently. And Klopp will see that, you know. If you know that, Klopp knows that. Well, yeah. and he's going to so. and he's going to take the players to press them. And as you say, the fullbacks, you know, they like to bomb on. You've mm. got space, Jim, and they got space. Absolutely. And Pochettino said that they play with a little bit of fear as well, which is, I suppose, maybe explains those <laughs> gaps. Which is surprising because Spurs have been full of confidence of late. And I think you look at this game and you think this is the standard that they're trying to sort of set themselves against Liverpool more than anyone because they've sort of, you know, they they are. I suppose it seems seems odd to say as as about a team like Liverpool, but they are looking like an emerging threat in terms of teams that have never won the Premier League before. And Spurs have fallen way short of them there. Way yeah, short. way short. And, and I also think uh, Vorm had like simultaneously a good game as far as he made quite a lot of saves. But in two key moments, he was found wanting. Yeah, I know what you mean, way. yeah. And the, so the key moments, um, it's probably harsh to say that he cost them two goals, but really he could have done better with both. Mm. I mean, the second one where it sort of squirmed through his hands... You, you wonder how that happened. And, and the, the first one, of course, he got sort of physically dominated, didn't he? And wasn't able to get a good quality sort of punch on it or whatever. It's, it's, it's rare to see like a bit of a cock up when he's been so busy elsewhere and played so well uh, in those situations. Like you said, it's you usually see someone be really good 
and just stop everything. Yeah. But you don't just drop like you yeah, but drop, drop clangers like yeah. that, really. And I think I think although Lloris isn't I know it sounds crazy to say it because he just won the World Cup, but Lloris isn't an improving goalkeeper, mm. I don't think. And Certainly lots not of people with his off field behaviour. Quite. Mm. And lots of people would, would would agree, I'm sure, but it's still a quite a big drop off the form. Yeah. From Lloris, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Um so th- they they struggled. I, I thought um Liverpool were absolutely fantastic. Had it not been for, if, if they had had better decision making and execution in the final third. It would have been a cricket score. They would have scored so many goals. What about James Milner? Amazing. Mm. James Milner, described by Stuart Pearce as the best pound-for-pound player in the Premier League's history. Well, they got him for free. So I mean, it's well, like... I think <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, he's he worth his weight in free. He means yeah. pound for pound in a boxing sense. Okay, I, but I mean, but the word Stuart a... Pierce kind of takes the guild off that lily, yeah. doesn't it? Really, Pete, hey, I, what I, I Pete, was, can though. I just say, like most of the rest of the world, I don't think Marcus knows what Stuart Pierce meant because I don't think Stuart Pierce knew what he meant. <laughs> well, then what Pierce meant was in terms of the whole package. He said he described him as uh, something like he said something like he's ridiculously low maintenance. He's mm. never in sure. any scandal. Okay, I understand that. Um, yeah. His work rate, his intelligence, bloody bloody blah blah. blah, blah, blah. Mm. Uh, but he's phenomenal. What is he? Thirty-two now, I think. Yeah. James Milner. He is, yeah. And and you I, think, I hate that idea. For me, he's still turning out for the under twenty-one. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's not turning out for England anymore. Which perhaps maybe he's given him a bit more energy and so on. Especially <laughs> playing for a Jurgen Klopp side. Well, we was, know that they like talk, to press. Um, that um, in pre-season at Liverpool, Milner was top of the tree, and all this, all this yeah. sort of measurements and stuff. They it's made. had a remarkable career because yeah. we remember him uh, many, many years ago bursting on the scene at Leeds, I think it was. And then I think Aston Villa was he more of an attacking midfield? You know, mm. you remember him scoring a few goals and what? Started off as a winger at Leeds, did he not? It, yeah, he did. And then at Manchester City, he was a bit of a winger, then became a bit of a utility man, played everywhere, including I think centre forward on one mm. occasion at home. And uh, went to Liverpool, and you thought, okay, that's good. And then he wasn't playing so much, and then he was filling in at left back. And now he seems a very crucial player in this whole plan that Klopp has mm. to try and win the league. And of course, Champions League and whatnot uh, mm. last season. It, amazing, really. And it shows you that there's there's still life in in, uh, in, in someone well, who is and, a, and apparently Glenn... approaching the twilight of their career. Well, and yet he... they're playing in a high-pressing system for a team that has ambitions, Peter! Glenn Roder. <laughs> Has some nice things to say about him too. Okay, is that right? Yeah, I like Glenn Roder. <laughs> I mean, Gareth Barry. Gareth Barry is the record Premier League appearance maker with six hundred and fifty-three. I think Milner's got around five hundred. Mm. And he strikes me as a sort of player, especially if he's setting records in a team as high energy as Liverpool now in pre-season, that could go on for four or five more years. He'll have a role to play. <laughs> and he, somewhere. he loves playing football, doesn't he? So yeah. even even when he leaves Liverpool, seems uh, like a I'm good sure egg as well, doesn't he? He does. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he'll play at a high level. Do you think? He's I like Millie. Do you think his level of fitness? inspire Harry Kane I don't know I don't know if it's a case of that <laughs> no. I, I don't know even know if I understand it, it, the question it, it, surely surely Mark because it would yeah. have done do you yeah. think the money yeah. Harry Kane earns will help him get back to fitness Jim <laughs> <laughs> he bloody should do how can he be tired so I, I don't think Harry Kane's seen James Milner at Wembley on Saturday and gone <laughs> I'll have a bit of that. Like, the penny's dropped yeah. the penny has dropped there <laughs> that's what I've got to do there's the standard yeah well, the, and the Spurs have a bit of a um, it's not a mini crisis or anything because it's too early to say that but they've got a few Things to iron out. I mean, two losses on the bounce. Some a lot of people have said that Kane. Uh, I sort of would agree with this, although I don't think Kane's too bad at sort of dropping a bit deeper and playing alongside someone. But you don't want him there. It appears that Kane plays best up front on his own. Yeah. Mm. Yet they've pushed Mora up recently alongside him, and it, it just doesn't seem to be working. Of course, um, Deli Ali was missing for the game as well, and um, so I don't know if that would have made a difference. But but last season Liverpool pressed and pressed, and Spurs bypassed them quite easily and didn't have an awful lot of the play, but were able to win really easily. I mean, they won four one even though Liverpool had loads more possession from mm. what I remember. Yeah, it looked a, a, a lifetime ago mm. on Saturday, didn't yeah. it? And, and we have to say, by the way, as well, 
that Liverpool defensively have been so good um, in recent months and they lined up against Spurs last season with uh, Matip and Lovren and this time with Van Dijk. Yeah, Van Dijk wasn't there. Well, Van Dijk for me is the best defender in the Premier League Yeah, uh, and Gomez obviously benefits hugely from playing alongside him and Gomez is a really talented up-and-coming young player, of course. Defensively, since Van Dijk's been in there, oh, yeah. they've been, they've been, it's been night and day. It it's been, been fantastic. And with Alisson behind him, yeah, and all that kind of stuff. Th- those three players, I know mm. they've had, I know they had Van Dijk for, for a lot of last season as well, uh, but it showed, didn't it, in, mm. in, in how they progressed mm. most oh, notably in the so. Champions League. But those, those three players, the two centre halves, and you've got a bit of quality to come in as well to, to you know. Mm. I mean, Matip's uh, a very good defender. Matip's good. And, and Lovren's yeah, decent Lovren, as well, crying out loud. As well. Let, Klopp, Klopp this, uh, yeah. this week has been saying that um, um, Dan Lovren um, doesn't believe in himself enough, that Klopp's never lost any faith in him at all. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, his own opinion of himself doesn't suit the quality of player that he is. And I think, actually, that, that does make sense. We've said many times before ourselves, he's clearly a confidence player, isn't he? Like He was, he was fantastic at Southampton. He's had great displays for Liverpool. Um, he played in the World just, Cup final. Yeah, it doesn't he, make he, sense he gets he, in his own head. It doesn't make so much sense when he actually literally says in public I'm one of the best defenders in the world and I was about to say I think <laughs> that the problem is maybe he was just told to say that oh, well yeah, I think he's he's. I don't know maybe trying to tell everybody and then everybody tells him back and then he feels better I think Pete Donaldson is one of the best defenders in the world is Chris Smalling one of the best <laughs> finishers that's a nice goal in uh, in the Premier League. One of the best on finishes then. of the weekend uh, to to Watford versus Manchester United. Big win for Mourinho's minions in their salmon coloured kit. Are we calling it salmon? I think so. Yeah, mm. it's apparently um, isn't it? Apparently a, a, a tribute to the Manchester Evening News pink newspaper. Is it right? <laughs> that's what that's what I've read. Oh, I don't know if that's ups. true, but yeah, I don't know if that's true. But that's what <laughs> well, they've worn a deeper pink then. Yeah. Unless it is that colour, of course, I don't know. Um, but but they ended Watford's winning run, which I feel is more of an important point. Uh, David De Gea was superb. Mm, absolutely. And, and perhaps needed a performance. Get the same Oh, not needed. We know he's absolutely quality. Uh, but maybe for his own... Co- we're talking about confidence. You know, he's had a few high-profile mistakes mm. recently, including uh, at the World Cup and so on. But Ben Foster described him as the Lionel Messi of goalkeeping. Full of praise he was, Ben Foster, mm. after the game, which is quite nice when you, a fellow professional says that about an opposition player, although goalkeeper's union, maybe, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, De Gea, um, some, 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 some great saves, Jimmy. Absolutely. And I think there's, you know, it's never really been in doubt, though, is it? Um, De Gea is one of those players where I think, as a goalkeeper, as, as, as we all know, mistakes are high profile, they're very, very visible. Um, I don't think there's any doubt that he would get back to this sort of form. But I mean, he is absolutely got them the three points there late on with that, that late save. He seems Fantastic. to win so many points for his team. Yeah, so in a way that no other goalkeeper mm. does. So how, so how do we look at this Man United performance then? Because they've gone away, Watford have been flying high. Yeah. yeah. And so it is a good win. So you go, don't say, oh, well, it's only Watford, they should win the game. Well, okay, well, well, the way they did think, win the game. I think for the first hour, yeah. Man United dealt with Watford's physicality really well. They did. And, and it made you think, I mean, he picked that lineup for a reason. Masic, Fellaini, Pogba, all big, big units. Mm. Lukaku can obviously bully his way around. Um, Smalling is, isn't isn't a, a sort of wallflower. Young's got a bit about him as well against his old team, of course. And for the first hour, I thought United were almost pitch perfect. They 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 dealt with Watford everything they had to offer, and Watford really couldn't get a foothold in the game. But as soon as Watford scored, it was it was a, a very obvious momentum shift, mm-hmm. and and you thought I'd, it wouldn't be outrageous to suggest that Watford will get a point here. And they were unlucky not to. Exactly. Yeah. And, and Mike Dean got to get his cards out, didn't he? He did, so. exactly. But, I mean, to be fair to him, Matic on, making that sort of challenge very obviously to stop a Watford attack when he's already on the yellow. Oh, yeah. Not really much doesn't do doesn't mean he enjoyed it any less. No, exactly, it's great. Did you see Mourinho, <laughs> Mourinho referring to Mike Dean and his mates? Did he? Did okay. he? Like, uh, there's, there's the pack of them. With the other officials. Yeah. <laughs> he stopped short, I think, his of... His buddies, his crew. Yeah, he, I, he just about stopped short of disagreeing with the decision. It's interesting, Mourinho's 
persona and uh, an aura at the moment. I think, I, I don't know, I, I'd, I'd like to give him a bit of credit. I think if, if Mourinho, and this is perhaps the problem, can just humble himself a little bit and, and, and try and think of the bigger picture and think, okay, I'm not bigger than the club and kind of go with the momentum and everything that's there, then uh, he may well get a bit of joy. But it's when he sort of thinks, well, hang on, I have to tell everybody and the players and the club and all that that I am Jose Mourinho. And that's mm. at a club like Manchester United and Real Madrid he gets in the way of proceedings, if you see what I mean. Yeah, I mean, that's one way of looking at it. But another way of looking at it is play the hits. Mm. Play the hits. He's <laughs> <laughs> on a great hits tour now. Do what you're known for. Do what the crowd want. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I, think, I think he's been surprised over the last few weeks how he's been kind of represented in every corner of, a, yeah. of, of he, the media. He came out fighting on, when would it have been, on Thursday maybe, <laughs> in a press conference where he talked a bit about Mar- um, Rashford and the minutes he's played and the appearances he's made under Mourinho. And Mourinho did a pretty good job, I thought. of, And it was it was shaky territory because he started bringing out stats and all that other stuff. And and you can go down the Rafa Benitez at Liverpool kind yep. of route there if you're not careful. But he actually came out of it quite well. He, he compared Rashford to other young English players who perhaps aren't playing as much, Solanke, Calvert-Lewin and one or two others, and said Rashford's played the equivalent of 60-odd Premier League games already in his own 20. Mm. Now, of course... Well, you Calvin can, Lewis probably played a few. You can fine, but you, and the point I was just going to make is okay. you can fire back and say, yeah, but Rashford's a better player than them, so mm. that, that's that's fine. Mm-hmm. But what he was actually saying is, look, I, I'm, I'm protecting this player mm. and I'm also giving him a lot of first-team experience. Yeah. And as a result of that, he's going away of England and he's scoring goals and he's, and he's still playing. We don't... I, I, I read it as saying... Why do we want a young English player at 20 to be so burnt out that by the time he's 25, he's not worth a damn? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that followed by the performance they put in the result they, they had. And of course, Rashford wasn't eligible for selection because mm-hmm. he was suspended. All in all, I thought it was actually quite a good weekend for Jose Mourinho. Yeah. I thought it was, and, yeah. And, and, and they, they didn't miss um, uh, Luke at all, because uh, Luke, Luke Moore. <laughs> they, yeah. didn't yeah. miss, they didn't miss... Uh, sure. uh, I was Luke surprised all, he was available just... for selection after that knock he got. Well, because yeah. they've got that kind of super-duper um, medical centre, haven't they? Apparently, right. the Premier League allow you to um, play if you've uh, got a super-duper medical centre, and Manchester United but definitely Pete... have, even though... That's bullshit. He must yeah. have not been concussed then, because if he concussed, yeah. it's two weeks. Two minimum, weeks, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Richard, what happens is Richard Scudamore walks in and goes, "How many fingers am I holding up?" And if you get it right, then you're fine. Well, no, yeah. he he definitely was concussed, <clears throat> but the Premier League do have a get out with teams. Oh, that okay, have, right, okay. Have these uh, facilities, I didn't know that. which seems to fly in the face of every mm. medical kind of uh, you know right. uh, opinion in the world. Anyway, yeah, young young player instead did okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, well, he, he delivered both balls, didn't he? Wasn't it? He was involved in both goals. He can hit a dead ball very well, yeah. can't Mr. Young. <clears throat> so Lukaku scored with his stomach, didn't he? So yes. he's on for the golden belly. Which is, uh, <laughs> I'd be very surprised if anyone else scores with their stomach this season. Yeah. But it could happen, Jim. Yeah, yeah it got yeah. me thinking that though, should there be like a golden head? Like for most headers. That'd be nice. Because mm. I think we probably need more individualism. Can no, I no, that would be for the you. person who scores the most <clears throat> headers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. you're saying. Absolutely. I thought you meant the best header. Oh, another award, no, no. Jim. Yeah. Why can, not? I, yeah. can I also just say, I think, and if, if it was me scoring with my belly, you could say it's a golden belly. I think it's a bit disrespectful to call it a belly and stick it for a golden stomach. Yeah. Golden yeah. abs. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, John Parkin, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. An ab fab. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Should, should we just have tons of awards? So the best well, left footed we, goal. We've yeah. already the got tons of awards. Best, best smell. Uh, yeah. yeah. Most body parts scored with. Most body parts present. Someone's got an extra limb. Surely everyone wins that. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, let's go to Newcastle versus Arsenal. Of course, Arsenal won two one. Another win for them. Another loss for Newcastle. Peter, you were there. You were watching with your prying eyes in the stands at St James's Park. What did you make Sorry, of the whole SportsDirect.com arena? Okay, you? right. Mm. It's, it's not that. No, <laughs> uh, I spent be. an unholy amount of money going to Newcastle to watch 
Newcastle just fought a bit second half, uh, in the second half. They were, were dreadful. They were dreadful. Criti- Arsenal were unspeakably bad. And I was at <laughs> half time. Half. At half time, I was. I think they were bad in the second half as well. Um, I think. <laughs> oh, look at his little not, face. Not as bad as you were. <laughs> um, uh, at half look time, the score, mate. At half time, I was really, I was really annoyed because I was like, "Oh, this is going to end in a in a goalless draw, and Arsenal are going to be lucky, and Newcastle are going to be unlucky to get that." And then second half, Jamal Lascelles went off. He was injured on the field, but he knows how to marshal defence, even if he's injured. But he was injured in the warm up, I think. Yeah, and they still, gave, still, still played, gave him yeah. like what sixty minutes or something. Twisted, twisted his ankle, but yeah. Uh, yeah, as soon as he went off, um, Newcastle just fell to bits. But what about when Torreira came on for Arsenal, Peter? Was that a change? A sea change that, no. uh, that the Arsenal ship oh, was, then sailed into glory did Lascelles go off at half time sorry yeah, yeah, yeah okay, it, right. it was It was a great freak it, it was a great freak oh, it was a great yeah, freak yeah, it was yeah. fantastic freak. not, not many people would have said he's got that. those in him Jacko. but it was just really disappointing that uh, I thought Newcastle had had them on the ropes a little bit just as we were going at the uh, this second half and um, yeah dreadful they, uh, that, but that said they had a lot of players out they had a lot of players on international duty um, it was to be expected, I think, that performance. But yeah, very... I think I think really for for a team like and obviously Pete, you were there, so I'll defer to you. But I think in a game like that, where Benitez will target um, certain games, and I think I said on on Thursday, he should go for him. He should go for it. Um, of course, what needs to happen for Newcastle to beat a team like Arsenal for all the criticism Arsenal get is that all their players need to be good, basically. Mm-hmm. And I think as you mentioned already to to us, Pete, Diarmé didn't play that well. Murphy didn't play that well. Um, I think Richie had a quiet game as well, didn't he? he got subbed off. Yeah. And Diarmi in particular, he was running the show. Unfortunately, that show was Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was yeah. back to good old Modi Army. Yeah. <laughs> Vintage Modi yeah. Army. Five oh. seconds late to everything. <laughs> Just yeah. drunk. Just drunk. Hi, everyone, I'm here. Oh, where have you gone? Yeah. <laughs> it's a shame that they... I mean, I didn't... Did you think that Newcastle really went for Arsenal? I mean, think about what Cardiff had a go at Arsenal. Yeah. And obviously they lost 3 2, but they were unlucky. No, they, they, I, I don't think Newcastle went for, no. for Arsenal particularly. I think, Do you, you think they should have done? Um, I, 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 effectively, yeah, because early on as well, we saw Peter Cech looked a little bit shaky. We played it out from mm. the back. And also, I think Mustafi got that away pass. with one there. They really the targeted Cech yeah. as well because they knew like he's, he's not he's not great when he's only got yeah. a couple of seconds to get the ball out Absolutely. of his feet. Absolutely. And also, Mustafi, there was a really frustrating moment with him. Mm. Uh, where he, he slipped, didn't he? Well, no, felt. not even that one. If you actually look at the build-up to Peter Cech knocking the goal out, uh, knocking the ball out for a, for a corner, mm. Mustafi plays a really difficult ball to him when he's got Bellerin open, mm. and he then sort of like shouts at the sky in anger. It's like you've played him into that danger there, yeah. and he's the one that's getting all the all of the criticism for it. And he he did have that slip later on as well. Mm. Where it was, and I just feel like you know a, a couple of those a game is too many. Mm. If you've got a couple of moments like that in a game, you're going to get punished by, by, by frankly, better teams, with, they, with all respect. And so you're going to drop so many points doing that. Arsenal awesome. was so ordinary the first half, and I think the reason why Newcastle just couldn't get at them and, and, and make that sort of um, you know performance where they actually go, go, for, go for some goals... Rondon was on the bench Shelby was on the bench oh, I mean, Rondon would have been an ideal player I was going to say what yeah well I think it all changed because uh, Lascelles went off there to bring Clark on but then you know Kennedy coming on at, at, at 69 minutes yeah. and then and then they brought Muto on I thought well mm. you know if you're going to have Rondon and um, and Shelby on the bench I just think he thought that it was it was kind of um, it was gone the game was right. gone and I don't think he was expecting anything out of it well, With um, I didn't see the game I only saw the goals with um, when Torreira came on at half time didn't he did that? Did did he have 
Did he come on for Gwen Doozy? Like he did, a big, yeah. So did he have a big impact, Herrera? He because did. I mean, people was, are crying out for him yeah, to start it's, games, it's aren't the they? Same, it's effectively the same as what happened against Cardiff, where he came on uh, for Gwen Doozy. And uh, Gwen Doozy's a very tidy player, very good at keeping things simple um, mm. in, at the base of midfield. Torreira's very different from that. He's always moving forward. Um, he's always, always looking to just get play going. And, he, and he's a very sort of canny sort of tackler as well. And he's just a different sort of player. And he's just a, 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 it's an Arsenal energetic can aff- player can in a key that. part of the midfield. Arsenal can afford that against Newcastle, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. if you're if you if you're going up against the army and Hayden, Hayden's you know he's he's honest and he's hardworking. I know he, I know he got sent off earlier in the season, I think, didn't he? But him and Diame in midfield, Terreri, they can afford Terreri in there absolutely. alongside someone in, in a game against Newcastle. I would think what's happening is that um, Emery's still figuring out his system, still figuring out his squad. I mean, it's. it's important to remember he's had so few games under 10 games with the squad so far so um, I think there's a chance Torreira will start in the Europa League because I think he might be putting down the message that look if you play well you stay in the team and Grindosi has been playing well so dropping him would probably be harsh but I wonder if he'll use the Europa League to sort of ease Torreira in and keep him in from there Yeah Peter you sound very downbeat about the whole Going up to Newcastle. Did you go out after? Did you have a Greg's? What, did you go to Yarm? I did go out after. Yes, I, did. I had a good night out afterwards. Did you go to Yarm? Answer the question. Did not go. Yarm's miles away. Yarm's, Yarm's near Middlesbrough. Leeds. I don't know. Middlesbrough. Well, I think it was a fair question from Jim. Because for me, I just it wanted goes, to say Yarm. It goes Watford Gap. Scotland. Yarm. Everywhere <laughs> else is in, in the, the Badlands. We're going to talk about West Ham. You get the chance to say Yarm in a minute. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, d- so, did you, um, you know, any I fights or anything I like that? No, I did not have into? a fight with anyone. Okay, no, okay. I went to a place called Popweld. Uh, and drank too many Jaeger bombs uh, for a man uh-huh. of advancing years. Yeah, because yeah, I'm Jager wondering when you're going to start to get bored of this lifestyle because it's mm. not happening anytime soon. Uh-huh. But, but yeah. then I suppose the problem I'm bored of your lifestyle. But the problem is, though, <laughs> I'm bored of mine. <laughs> the problem is that the people aren't bored of your lifestyle, Peter. So mm. presumably when you're smashing through those Jaeger bombs and everyone's chanting your name, there's a pressure on you to perform for it them. Was a... <laughs> <laughs> everyone's chanting his name. I'm very much, I'm very much the Mordiami of drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Mordiami is the Mordiami yeah. of drinking. <laughs> I did see a man uh, who was walking down the street. I presume some kind of stag do situation, but he had a big cardboard cutout. That is just Newcastle, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, a big market. He, he had a big cardboard, life sized cardboard cutout of. Uh, Mo Army. No, who's the bloke who does uh, Planet Earth? Um, Richard Attenborough. David Attenborough. David Attenborough. I was getting too mixed up. Yeah, David Attenborough, just that... walking around with it. It's actually quite unwieldy to carry a life sized cardboard representation mm, of, of a man. Anyone. Yeah. Mm. Difficult. I'm, I'm curious as to why you keep um, you keep sort of banging this Mo Army drinking drum when he's one of. He's obviously a Muslim. <laughs> well, I think he just might be bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he could just yeah, be no, bad at football. Bad. Yeah, yeah. No. Just I'm not actually saying he's. I say he plays like he's drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Late, slow, confused. Yeah. He doesn't honest. know where he is. <laughs> Does he start full of energy? There's a lot of comparisons between Pete's night out and Modi Army's performance. Yeah. yeah <laughs> <so>. Confused, late. <laughs> is there some, some strange situation happening where he's getting your hangovers? Yeah. Yeah. He's got to know this. I don't drink. Onlookers getting annoyed with them. Maybe he's just been poisoned. Maybe he's constantly been poisoned. Always appears to be on his own. He, he prepares food badly and he's just constantly got a rolling salmonella situation yeah. going on. Or maybe some sort of Munchausen syndrome going yeah. on within the club. Yeah. Sorry, is this you or Bozzi Armour? <laughs> it's very hard to tell. But we're you saw go, my dinner last night. We're going to uh, go for a quick ad break and after which Peter will talk about some emails that you've sent in. Talk about some emails that were sent in. See you in a moment. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. 
So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And I think you, 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 you are an ostrich. Great blast from the past. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Let's no, I think you are an ostrich. Yeah. The man who set the foundations for Leicester's title winning season. Mm. You could argue. I say Pete's going to talk about some movies because that's sort of what you do now, isn't it? What do you yeah. mean? No, you no, it's, no it's, 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 we've renamed it. Yeah. The, the section is now called Pete Donaldson's Bonnet Full of Bees. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was suggested by several people on Twitter, so yeah. you can't even take that. I think it was me who said it originally. Yeah. Go on then, PT. Let's have some emails. <laughs> no, let's have some bonnet bees. Yeah. Bee Give bonnets. us some bee mails. What's, bee, bee <laughs> What's up first? What's up first? Bees first. A lot, um, lot of people talking about uh, the uh, Mitrovic uh, kind of Kenkor. Um, oh, yeah, celebration, celebration. celebration sort of thing. Uh, a few people um, sort of bringing up the fact that uh, Emil Heskey. Uh, he used to, he did like a DJ celebration. I except, said that last yeah, week. but except he wasn't in impersonating a DJ. Uh, what he was actually doing was a thousand times funnier than that, according to Leon in particular. Uh, it's hard to believe now with the benefit of hindsight, but uh, Emil uh, William Ivanhoe Heskey was once the hottest prospect in English football. Promoted to the Leicester squad twice. Sorry, promoted to the Leicester squad uh, at 16. He represented England at every youth level. And the famous celebration actually depicted Heskey using an old fashioned telephone to make an imaginary call to the England manager to ask why he wasn't in the squad yet. That's quite obscure. Wow. I'm that not is sure. obscure, I, I don't think that's Spell what it is. not well. involved. Spell is not, not having it. You're not having it. No. Actually, I mean, Emil Heskey is your sort of golden era, isn't it? That's like <laughs> classic Sven era. So this, yeah. I'd, I'd put yeah. you as an authority on this. Mm. I, I, yeah, I don't think, I think from, from my recollection when Heskey, I mean, I suppose we can just look up some clips and have a look, but mm. he he would be very much kind of like shoulder DJ. up the year. Yeah, and, and, his, and his free hand would be scratching. Yeah. yeah. No, he's typing the numbers in <laughs> on the yeah. And Robbie Fowler was eating the grass. Yeah, yeah of it. exactly. He does it all the time in training. And if <laughs> um, he doesn't, how come he does? Yeah. And also, um, uh, Garrett and Barkley, uh, or Berkeley, uh, rather, uh, points out uh, the Luca Tony 
uh, did a similar um, celebration. Oh, did uh, he? But it, apparently it was him turning up the volume on the crowd noise. I like that. Oh, Turn nice. it up. I like that's that. That's brilliant. Yeah. Turn it up. I mean, that might be so, massively so wider. You've had loads of emails about this, but none of them actually are involved in telling us what Mitro's doing. No. Okay, James, uh, I, I can only read the emails. I can't just make them up. Yeah. I mean, I might start making them up. <laughs> so, so, sorry, now you can read them, can you? James says, uh, <laughs> hi, gents. I just wanted to uh, give a shout out to Mark Schwarzer. I uh, met him on the train back from Watford versus Man United today and he was genuinely a lovely man. Spoke to him for 10 minutes uh, from Watford Junction to London, Houston and he couldn't have been nicer. The highlight was what he called Mina Raiola a fat pig. Nice. <laughs> I've, um, I've worked with Mark and he's very very serious but very nice. Yeah, Ooh. I agree with that. Yeah, there we yeah. go. I agree with that. Everyone serious likes Mark Schwarzer here. Everyone well, likes that, Mark. And that's why we're going to rename the studio the Mark Schwarzer Studio. We yes. are not. No, it's not happening, is it? What should we call it then? Uh, uh, the Kevin Keegan Suite. Yeah, is, is, is that safe? No, no. probably not. I was going to no. say, not with Jim, you in here as well. No. No. Jim, over the weekend, uh, I hear you you got your foot caught in a bucket. I did get my foot caught in a bucket. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to get some 4G AstroTurf out of my sock, um, but I did it standing up, and I just I went to put my foot down again, and it went in a bucket, and I fell over and hit a chair, and now there's a bruise on my rib. So. <laughs> It's going to happen eventually. Are you out of action it? for the next game then? Some, no, I'm some, all right. Some people would have been expecting a joke there. No. 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 That's what happened. Just I, the I, continuing I, existence. Of I it. had no idea that um, Jim still played a bit of soccer every now and then. I haven't in ages. Oh. And this is probably why. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm more disorientated. Yeah. Yeah. There At we least are. happened in private. Yeah. yeah. If you want to uh, get to show show at thefootballramble.com. West Ham had a great win at Goodison Park. Mm. Massive win for Huge. them. Their first of the season. And it was on Pellegrini's 65th birthday he can now retire a happy man mm. <laughs> imagine they said right that's it that's been great yeah, you got retired am I 65 today yeah oh I'll, I'll leave on a win yeah. is this what they need it has to be someone's birthday yeah, yeah I think so well the <laughs> last birthday win for a manager I think was Arsene Wenger yeah. I mean just anyone in the squad for West Ham oh I see what you mean I don't know Jim but the win takes them up to 16th which is mad isn't it think about how bad they've been Cardiff, Huddersfield, Newcastle and Burnley are below them I mean, silence. I mean, it's early days, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it, it stunned the studio into silence there because don't one win, win from West Ham has put them in the safety zone. I think um, their opening goal, I think Arnautovic wasn't going to get that ball to him. He made it so hard. He made so it's so hard for himself to kind of get the ball into him. But he, oh, he's just a, about it was a lovely Yam Alenko. It was uh, great. His it was, first goals for the club. Yam Alenko on his on his. Uh, both his goals cutting on his left foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the second um, one in particular is beautiful. And now to Vich Lincoln to play nicely. Um, everything sort of seemed to go right for, for West Ham. And what they were able to do is something we've talked about on this show, by the way, which is ch- chucking another player in midfield mm. to give him a bit more, ah. a few more numbers in there. Mm. Um, and they were able to do so. A lot was made of Morgan Schneider in playing after his father sadly passed away and he yeah. obviously got subbed off. I don't, uh, maybe it would be remiss of me to, to suggest that they, these things were linked, but he didn't have a great game. He was quite um, quite subdued. I thought Sigerson did really well, um, but it, it was quite an average performance by by Everton. Obviously mm. rounded off by a, uh, a mistake by, by Pickford, which wasn't great to see from an England point of view either. Mm. But West Ham were good and, and if, they can, if they can click like that every week, I don't think anyone's suggesting they can't be decent. Uh, I thought Philippe Anderson was very good again as well. So they've got good players in there. Well, that, if the balance, they've got a front it? three, I suppose, or a, a sort of attacking trio of Philippe Anderson, Yarmolenko and Altovic, that's decent. Yeah. I, I don't worry about West Ham this season. I thought they've but, but well, uh, they just need a gel. They just need a bit of yeah. time. And I think it's very early to be worried about them. Massively. Yeah. I'd be more worried about, you know, Everton's really expensive striker toss and just not being able to just... They miss Richarlison's goals, didn't yeah. they? Uh, well, you know, but it, it, Torsen was, you know, he, he was brought in to do a job and he's just not doing it. He needs to be taken out of the team. Jermaine Genus made a fair point where he said, uh, 
of all the riches that Everton have spent, they don't seem to have a really decent top quality centre forward. Mm. It's hard to find one. That's yeah, why. we were talking about this before mm. when when they sold Lukaku. You can't just go out and buy a replacement, can you? It's just, it doesn't. It's not as simple as that. Well, yeah, I, mean, I mean, sometimes you can. Well, well no, I mean, if you're I mean, Everton, you can't. You can't. I mean, where 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 realistically are Everton going to shop around for a, for a striker of that quality? It's not going to happen. Marcus Rashford. It's, well, it's, you can say any name. It was ridiculous. Yeah. They're not going to get him, are they? <laughs> yeah. Well, they're not. Can, gonna, can I say any name? I want? They're, they're not going to. The, the, yeah. the whole point was when Everton replaced, tried to replace Clark, Lukaku, they bought a load of different players. Mm-hmm. Um, now a lot of them was with hindsight, of course, twenty twenty hindsight. You could say they're all too similar. A lot of us were saying that at the time, and and it left them horrendously unbalanced. And there was no one to put the ball in the back of the net. I thought Tosin at the start would be a good solution for them because he's strong, he's yeah. played in the Champions League and he scored in the Champions League uh, and, he, and he's got the game that suits the Premier League. I think he's he's been a bit unlucky in the first five or... Well, how many games have we had in the Premier League now? Five. Mm. And he's not scored yet, I don't think. And he had a couple of chances against West Ham. He, one, one straight at the keeper. It's like, oh, mm. come on. No. The, the reality is, Cheng Tosin isn't a top draw centre-forward. But that brings you full circle back around to the original point, which is that Everton aren't going to be able to buy a top. They have to take a gamble on a championship player, a young player, or a player from overseas. And yeah, they did that with Tosin, right. and at the moment, he's not scored well, a huge this, amount of goals. They spent huge on Richarlison, possibly yeah. for that fact, because if you have a forward like Tosin, you'd think he can bring someone in. Richarlison's already scored goals, annoying for Everton that he's got sent off. Uh, but, you know, in the Bra- he played for Brazil, uh, was it last week or the week before? Mm. He scored a couple of goals. That is maybe where, in Everton's uh, case, you have to be a little bit more creative. Try and get Theo Walcott scoring a bit more. Mm. You know, try and share the goals around if you can't get that top quality forward. Yeah. Uh, but 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 they didn't. I mean, they weren't they weren't actually that bad, uh, Everton. But but West Ham's sort of intensity. It was a very and open tempo, game, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. West Ham so much more improved. I don't know what Pellegrini says. I mean, I think that there was talk that all the West Ham players said to each other, right? Come on. Yes. for crying out loud just come on I mean you mm. think about the performance against Wolves yeah. uh, before the international break compared to this one they were so much better you know and, and Arnautovic what a forward he is he seems to have everything really because he can he can play on the shoulder of the last one because he's got a bit of pace in behind mm. but he can also drop short I mean the way he, he scored his goal the link up play mm. and so on you mentioned the, the, the assist for Yarmolenko and so on yeah. I'm sort of thinking he might be sort of like a complete centre forward he's, in some regard. The obvious comparison with Mitrovic. Mm. Yeah. He's similar to so. Mitrovic in yeah. style and um he's also got that sort of I think the mental approach that Mitrovic has got, whereas if it Temperament, doesn't, yeah. he doesn't fancy it, he just doesn't fancy it. Yeah. <laughs> um I think now he's because he's that type of character, it's, you can put them in I'm not suggesting these players are similar in terms of ability necessarily, but the type of character we're talking about, Zlatan, Bentner, Mitrovic, mm. uh, Anatovic, they're all those sort of players that if they fancy it. They all think they're a dog's bollocks. Benton's done well to get in that list. Yeah, no, because it's, it's, it's a mental It's a real rogues gallery, isn't it? They all feel. Oh, like, I know what you mean. They though. all think they're a dog's bollocks. It might, it might well be with an Altovich. Now, some of them are, that yeah. and some of them aren't. Bentner. Yeah. But they think that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and maybe he's now thinking, well, I've got my move that I wanted. And now, actually, West Ham have brought so many good players in that I feel like I'm, I'm actually got a chance to, to really achieve here. Very much. And that's, and that's motivated him. Um, and but the problem is you never know with him because next week he might not care. Yeah, he might he might not give it give a shit and he might not try at all. So mm. it's, I think it's a dangerous thing to do to build your team uh, or your attacking threats around a forward like him. But when he's on song, he's brilliant. And of course, as we just said about Everton, mm. West Ham can't go and buy a hundred million pound striker. Even if they had the money, no striker would want to go there. Yeah, was it fair to say Mark Noble was probably enjoying Declan Rice in the midfield with him? He needs yeah. that type of thing. <laughs> he needs that. And, and, you and, think about how much they've been overrun, you was, know, in previous you know, games. Do you know what, Marcus? It was so obvious, and we were laughing about it, of course, on this show. 
when something is that obvious to yeah. us, you're playing Noble and Wilshire in a 4-4-2 <laughs> away from home in like the Premier League or whatever. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's like, you're going to get overrun, <laughs> completely overrun. Well, if against... it's apparent to this show, you're yeah, in trouble. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But Declan Rice was superb, though. He was very good, and he's a really talented young player. But you mentioned Wolves earlier. Wolves were brilliant against Burnley as well, by the way. They, they were, were absolutely fantastic. Missed a few chances, but they yeah. still got the win. They Peter. did. Still got the win, didn't they? Um, yeah, so well done to those Irons. Let's go down to the Championship, because well done to QPR. They won again. Mm. McLaren's got them going. Since losing their first four league matches, conceding 13 in the process. <laughs> Several of those one game. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, QPR have picked up seven points. Um, they've progressed in the Carabao Cup. They're having a lovely time, Jim. Yes, another uh, another vindicated ex Newcastle box. <laughs> with with, with um, Newcastle box with McLaren, you feel like he's. he's do you know we talked a week or two ago about every time Mourinho at United has a bad result, you start mm. thinking the, the chat just starts that he's out, yeah, he's yeah. going to be gone. I find think that whenever McLaren has a poor result, you start thinking everyone starts saying McLaren's coaching career is over. Yeah. He's been finished years ago. But to be fair to him, you're one of those people. A little bit. A little bit I am because when when they when they got battered, absolutely like destroyed um, by uh, by um, the glee West in Brom, your voice. I know <laughs> they, they then I think they then followed that up with a home defeat. City, yeah, was it? quite a handy four home nil, defeat, three 0 three, three or four. And since then, to be fair, he's got a reaction out of the players and they're doing okay. Bringing in Hemed and Naki Wells mm-hmm. in a, in a situation where they had no one to score goals yeah. was really important for them. Mm. Of course, uh, Hemed scored um, their the goal to, to, to I think they won one nil after that three 0 defeat to did, Bristol yeah. City, and Hemed scored. Um, That's right, yeah. And, it, and although, although Hemed and Wells didn't score in this game against Bolton, um, they did both play and they both made a contribution, particularly uh, Wells. So. Yeah, who knows with McLaren? Who knows? Who bloody knows? But Bolton are in a really terrible state, by the way. Yeah, they are. But saved from administration um, last week, I think it was. But then one of their former benefactors, Eddie Davis, died sadly, which which did put a bit of a dampener around the stadium. The reports were saying, you know, Mm. so strange times for Bolton. But but hopefully their uh, admin problems are now behind them. Um, let's go to uh, Rotherham they beat Derby 1-0 Frank Lampard given his marching yeah, orders got sent off and he, uh, he, he was way out of the technical area he was way out of the technical area and also he was really unapologetic afterwards as well he was like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if that's a sending off the referee actually and showed so a red card yeah. he actually showed a red he card did, which is something nice. we're going to see this season in the Football mm. League great to see <laughs> yes it is yeah. and it's Frankie who would have thought it would be Frankie Lampard I see, oh, you know, he, he cares he's a player <laughs> yeah. He just wants to run on. Yeah. Well, at least they're doing okay. But uh, but yeah, you can't have the manager getting red cards. Mm. Lead by example. Frank, uh, Leeds got a late equaliser away to Millwall. That keeps them top. And Pulis's Millsborough lost to Norwich. It's, it's it's a good time in the championship, is it? Often great is. stuff. About three points separates, I think. It's always great there. to mm. bottom. It's always a great so, holiday to go down. It's been like 30 games already, hasn't yeah. it? So it's really yeah. showing up now. It's a lovely little holiday. Should we extend the holiday by a day and go down to League One? Oh. Why not, eh? Pompey are top. Top of the league. Beat Peterborough away from home who were top. Yes. So, I, I incredible. Think, are they reversing up the Pompey Highway? Portsmouth have got a chance this year. That's all I'll say. Mm. Oh, there's the, the smile. And you're feeling good. They've got a chance. We there do, is chance. the smile. It's back. Yeah, the good. T- it's like Harry Redknapp's in charge again, and you're winning the FA Cup. Yeah, good old days. It, yeah, yeah. You have to ruin it. <laughs> what do you want the FA Cup? I know that, Marcus. Right, you're not telling me anything new there, are uh-huh. you? <laughs> yeah. There we Keep are. your eye on those super sea- super seasiders because we're doing something this season. Super seasiders. Yeah. Yeah. No one calls them that apart no. from me. Super I like to get ownership my own little nickname. Speaking well, it's a bit like the Hearts. Nobody calls them the Magnificent Gorgie Boys, apart, apart from, from you. Yeah, yeah. People are going wild about uh, Hartlepool. Do very well in the uh, yeah 
in the fifth tier of football. <laughs> <laughs> Found that level. They're, uh, they're People seven, are going wild about Hartlepool. Seven, Name uh, them. I think it's like I think eight matches. It's like the seven out of the last eight matches. They've, yeah. uh, was it Was it buzzing up there when you went it to your mum? It was bouncing. Was Why it? didn't you it go there instead of Newcastle? I should have. Well, it was one off, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, better, better than a 2 1 loss. <laughs> exactly. though, point. You know what I mean? Do that. Yeah. Uh, before we get an ad break, a um, couple of questions for, for you guys uh, in the Scottish Premiership. Um, I feel that Hearts' title bid is picking up the speed of a runaway freight train. Yeah. <laughs> Can the Hearts juggernaut be stopped, Jim? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, my next question is: is I suppose because a bit worried about Brendan Rodgers' side, they drop points again. Mm. Can they hold off Livy's bid for a Europa League place? I, I tell you what, with the same points as Livingston, five games in. I know it's only five games in, tell you what, but though. it's not bad. Yeah. it's not bad. And um, Stevie Gerrard's Rangers won again, didn't they? As they well, did. but they lost the week before, so. It's, it's wide open in Scotland. It's, it's not wide open. It is, is it? Hearts for now. Are running away for now, with it. it's wide open. Hearts are running away with it. There we are. All right, it's time to crock out in the WhatsApp group. After this break, Pete Donaldson. There's no doubt what I have done on on Saturday after the game is disgusting. Mm, the preview show sponsored by Bet365 is coming at you on Thursday. Our best bet came in. It did. Man United are winning both teams to score. We've got someone in the, in the hot seat still. Yes. So uh, we're looking out for another bet on Thursday. Do tune in for that. Yeah, they're on a brace. Who, who was it again? I can't remember his name. Okay. Honest, yeah. He was on Twitter shoreboarting. He was very mm. pleased. Well, so he should be. Well, so so we be, yeah. all should yeah. be because that's money. I'll find for, his name for, for if you want. I think, I think at the second win, you're allowed to shoreboard because you're, you're aiming for that elusive third. Oh, we encourage the, the showboat. Yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. Andy yeah. Duncan. Andy yeah. Duncan. Yeah. Don't go like putting Sim on Mignolet to get a hat-trick or something. Yeah, they're showboating and they're showboating. I mean, Harry Maguire to score against Spain. At any time. 10 to 1 shot. But I like that though. Yeah. Do we know what England are like at corners? Charity didn't like that. No. Don't, don't go, don't, don't go door nuts. This will be good. No, go on. Please carry on. Don't go door nuts, Duncan. Okay, Duncan Donuts. Yeah. Yeah. Worth it, isn't it? It's worth it. It wasn't worth it. Have we got a... Uh, yep. You got a little jingle for that, Pete? Have you got a little jingle for that, Pete? Have you got a little jingle for that? No, I've not got a jingle. No, we haven't got a jingle. For God's sake! Welcome to the WhatsApp group, everybody. <laughs> you got it's... any more puns, Pete? <laughs> puns. <laughs> right, Andy, if you do win your bet, don't go out there and get all Duncan disorderly. <laughs> okay, now, uh, in Brazil, I'm sure many of you saw this during the Flamengo-Vasco da Gama match. Big game, by the way. It was a big game. Yeah, Vasco's Bruno Silva was knocked unconscious. Now, he has since been charged from hospital, so, so I believe all's fine there. But the ambulance drove onto the pitch to take him to hospital, failed to start, so a number of players had to give it a push. Oh, it's magnificent. It's quite a smart-looking ambulance as well. Yeah. It, looked, yeah. it looked brand new. Yeah. yeah. So how is that even possible? Oh, players the... from both teams as well, which I liked. And it's more, it's, it's more like the, the, the players are genuinely laughing when they're doing it. They just yeah. kind of go, like, they're, they're, they're talking to the driver and then one of them starts laughing and so they're just pushing it. Right. He won't know anything about it. He's knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> when he wakes up, hopefully he'll be in hospital. Yeah. Yeah. It, oh, ended, yeah. it ended up going, though. It's not a, a push it, really. No, they pushed it. They jump-started it. And they pushed it all the way to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be there at the lights, though. It's it was a jump lights start. It stops. It was, uh-huh. Three Fred hours Fred, of stoppage time. Fred, yeah. Fred Flintstone at the wheel. Push, <laughs> yeah. push it all the way to the hospital, come back. How long, ref? I'm knackered. <laughs> <laughs> Match was abandoned. No, it wasn't. Uh, they, they carried on. So that's absolutely marvellous. Chaps, anybody else uh, got anything for the ones? Um, yeah. Go, go on, Jim. Go on. Go on, Jimmy. There's been some unfullamish behaviour. 
Ooh, oh no! Ooh, seen this doing the rounds. Not Where? another pie. See, the, well, this is uh, this is from Twitter. Uh, this is um, after the Stoke game. This is from, from a guy called Martin Smith, who is a Stoke fan. Oh, it's not involving Fulham. Who said no? But it, it, it's certainly unFulhamish. I think you'll agree. To the Stoke fan who threw a pie after we scored our first goal today, just to let you know that you hit a young girl in the face and left her crying in pain and upset. Well done, you cowardly loser. You must be so proud of yourself. You hit a young girl in the face. Now, we're not condoning that. It's not Stoke's way, is it? No, it's not. Or is it? Um, (laughs) It appears to be. But yeah, no, it doesn't the, because people are con- contending it. These flying pies are, are pies remaining an issue. Yeah. People um, are trying to up the ante after the World Cup, maybe. Maybe. And we don't want that to happen. No, something we, uh, pies are for eating. For new shirts and young girls' faces. You know, come on. Um, what about uh, something we talked about on... Because this is supposed to be the WhatsApp group. We're supposed to have already discussed this, Marcus. Oh, yeah. Oh, right, okay. um, Zlatan's 500th goal. Oh, of course. Lovely yeah. one. Oh. I didn't say it. Could you talk me through it? Uh, he The ball comes over his shoulder. Rather than go with his left, he sort of karate kick, roundhouse kicks it into the bottom <laughs> corner with his right for his 500th career goal. Nice. Doesn't celebrate because... Uh, they were 3-0 down at They the got time. beat pretty heavily. I think they lost 5-3 right. in five, the end. Three. So he, it was more of a consolation. But, um, a bit of a shame because they were 3-0 down and pulled about to 3-all, I think. It was Latin consolation, though. There. It was a I, bit similar I, to Michael Owens against Portugal in the Euros in 2004 after uh, oh, two it's minutes. Than that. Yeah, it's that was than slightly that. similar. In style. Much, much more uh, spectacular. Didn't you interview the great man, I say, through teeth? <laughs> Michael Owens, not yeah. Latin. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did, yeah. It's yeah. available it's, now, it's, Ramble it, Weeks. It, it's well worth, uh, well worth a listen. Um, and, and just to finish on, unless anyone's got anything else. Actually, actually when I was up with the, uh, the Georgies, oh. they're all asking me, were you involved in this Michael Owen interview? Yeah. I went, they didn't tell me it no. was taking place. Keep Pete away from it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. By the way, we didn't discuss Newcastle at all. No. no. Yeah. So, we but, talked about... But a, but a footnote. Yeah. Well, I mean, Liverpool, Real Madrid and Man United got the mentions. Mm. I mean, we and England, We course. discussed a bit about how Michael Owen knew he was finished but carried on playing for Newcastle. <laughs> 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 it's not funny, is it? No, no. it isn't. It's not funny. It's not funny. We all know he was funny. playing for England on loan to Newcastle United at that yeah. point. So, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Just to finish, uh, Peter, your favourite, Tim Cahill. In the spirit of George Weyer and Liberia, Tim Cahill will be given a... Fr- it will be... The president of Australia. Um, no, uh, he will be given. Uh, they don't have a president. Everyone else is having a go. Yeah, uh, they will be given. A, uh, he will be given a farewell friendly match uh, for the Aussies against Lebanon next month, and that's nice to see. That is, Peter. Is, I, I will happily say that it is richly deserved. That's fine. Mm. That's absolutely fine. We're well, still the, actually a player. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. he. And he. And he. And he is, India, well, he was at the he? World Cup squad, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was in the World Cup squad. Yeah. Yeah. Is he in India at the moment? He's signed for an Indian club this week. I think. Is that oh, right? Okay. Yeah. But just to reiterate. George Weyer now has the official record of being the oldest player ever to appear in an international match. Love it. And you just know when that when wind of that gets to El Diego, <laughs> <laughs> he will have his both his beady eyes on that. Yeah. <laughs> on his sat phone. <laughs> yeah. In the jungle. Yeah. So there we are, ladies and gentlemen. That is the end of the football ramble this week. We look forward to having you in attendance on Thursday for the preview show. For a new best bet. Absolutely mm. right. I've been Marcus Speller. He's been Luke Moore. See ya. He's been Jim Campbell. Bye. And he's been Pete Donaldson. Sayonara. And you've been wonderful. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.